thank you for joining us for Car Rider Line today. I'm Sydney Hunt, Senior Communications Specialist for Clear Creek ISD. And today I'm joined by Karen Hearn, CCISD's Elementary Language, Language Arts Coordinator, and Susie Farrell, Director of Library and Media Services. Thank you both for being here today. This is your first time on, but don't worry. We're talking about something that you all know about. We're going to be talking through an important, relevant topic of reading and literacy in CCISD today. And we know there is an art and science to teaching elementary children especially um, to read and we definitely have a wonderful team uh, of staff and teachers to help do this. So Karen, can you explain uh, the process of how literacy and reading curriculum is developed in Clear Creek ISD? Sure. Thank you for having us on, Sydney. Um, so when you think about how curriculum is developed, I think first of the teaks in our resources. So the state of Texas decides what essential skills need to be taught in each grade level, and those are called the TEKS, Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. And so we start with those items per grade level, and then we adopt resources. So there's a textbook adoption committee. Mm -hmm. Once you get the new skills and standards, um, you adopt resources, which we have already done for our new and current TEKS. And then what the resources is, is just what are we ensuring that every classroom has access to which books, which lesson guides for the teachers. And then from there, the curriculum is developed. And our curriculum, CCISD, is organized by units, mm -hmm. and they're focused on genres. So like currently, our students are learning all about poetry mm -hmm. in these two weeks before spring break. So they're reading lots of poems, writing poems, and studying that specific genre. So they may be coming home with some poetry <laughs> yes. to, to their parents. <laughs> yeah, they might have poems on their mind. Um, other units are like classic literature and drama mm -hmm. or informational text focused on how the text is organized. And so that kind of breaks up the learning into little chunks throughout the year mm -hmm. um, with the focus on genre. And then in language arts, there's spiraled exposure. So in kindergarten or learning to read and write, it's not like isolated that you learn to do it mm -hmm. right now and then you've already accomplished that skill. They have many opportunities to learn and practice and reinforce those skills throughout kinder through fifth grade. Perfect. And then also our curriculum, we say it's a continual revision process. So mm -hmm. you're always learning new information, getting new resources, new research that drives our curriculum documents and supports for teachers. Awesome. And what are the primary focal areas for students in elementary? Well, our four building blocks for elementary language arts are reading, writing, phonics, and conventions. So those would be the, the main four focal points. The early grades are developing a love of literacy, love of reading, mm -hmm. and learning the foundational skills for reading and writing. And then by the upper grades, more higher level thinking and more sophisticated reading and writing. Mm -hmm. And then the reading writing um, is recursive. So like I said, with the spiral, mm -hmm. they're continuing like they have a genre specific where they're reading poems, writing poems, and then it gets more complex as they get older in the grades. But phonics and conventions, those are more skill by skill. So mm -hmm. you can learn kinder phonics and then you progress to the next harder skill with more complex like simple words mm -hmm. to multi-syllable words and then um, and same with the conventions you can get 
once they get that skill, they move on to the next, Mm -hmm. where our comprehension and writing, you kind of keep revisiting some of those skills. And so you kind of went into it a little bit, but what are some examples of specific skills they develop at the different levels of each grade level? So um, one example is in kindergarten that they're developing, one thing is phonological awareness. Mm -hmm. So we got a new resource, a new curriculum resource this year. It's called Hegarty. And it has lessons and practice for the skills of hearing sounds, differentiating between different sounds and different parts of the words, and even manipulating, changing parts of the sound. And all that sound work really builds their muscles for learning to read Mm -hmm. and being able to say a word and then think of what sounds to write. And so that's something that's happening in the lower grades, kinder and first. And then um, another example of how it builds would be in writing. So in the lower grades, they have booklets where they're Mm -hmm. telling stories across pages. And it begins with, like, we tell them to put a finger space between their words because the letters will all be Mm -hmm. kind of clumped up. So you have to get them to stretch out their finger spaces and to plan um, what they want to say. And then even write the beginning sound, ending sound until they have all the sounds. Mm -hmm. And then about third grade, they transition from beginning. We are still doing booklets, of course, with a lot more writing on it, to paragraphs and then to essays. So then in the older older grades, Mm -hmm. they're still developing their own ideas and have choice about their writing. But the writing looks more like, you know, an essay format with paragraphs and full paragraphs. Yeah. Complex (laughs) sentences and more um, figurative language and um, those type of skills that Mm -hmm. they've seen in their reading. They're applying in their writing. And I think, you know, the topic of personalized learning, um, just to give you an example, we published a video yesterday yesterday of Superintendent Williams. Um, he was talking to a kindergartner and he, he wasn't at a desk. He was on the ground and he had his different words on, on note cards and he was working on putting together what he was learning on how to construct a sentence based oh, on yes. capitalization and, and reading and sounding out. And he was working with the cards on the ground. So I think it's important to highlight that it's not just sitting at a desk learning. Yes. Um, it's also y- utilizing different um, tools, s- tools and, and strategies mm-hmm. to help even the youngest kindergartners learn. Yes. So like the first part is the beginning sound. So like the word sit. Mm-hmm. Or if you had pig, you could have a picture of a pig. Mm-hmm. First, can they go p- and then could they go p and the g mm-hmm. and the last piece is the vowel. That's always the trickiest part. So then you could have the pig and they'd have to stretch out p- I- g. <laughs> and like we'll do the middle sound as a roller coaster, mm-hmm. like p- I- g, so that they can hear that difference. And I think that also goes into my next question of um like you said, oh, we're yeah. always expanding and learning and giving our teachers resources and finding new ways to deliver the curriculum. And so what new initiatives do we have at the elementary level that are helping to support um, student literacy? Mm-hmm. A new initiative right now is the Reading Academy. So the state has an initiative also to support all students across the state and being able to read and be literate. Mm -hmm. And there's many students, and this is Mm pre-COVID, that this was developed. So um, that just to ensure that every child has a teacher that understands how reading is developed and how students learn to read and are equipped to meet them no matter where they are in the mm-hmm. process. At schools, a lot of times we'll run to the kinder teacher or the first grade teacher because they have a lot of those tools mm-hmm. and um, 
and it, it could be at any point when a child is working on learning to read. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure all teachers have those tools. So right now, kinder and first grade teachers are going through um, a year-long study of the foundations of reading and based on the science of teaching reading. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is put out through the state for the teachers, but our li- current literacy coaches had to do a rigorous screening process and certification to lead this training here in-house. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's definitely something that's a new initiative. And then next year, our second and third grade teachers will be able to participate. And um, so... I'm excited by all of us sharing that foundational knowledge. We've seen such great progress already. Can you um, explain what a literacy coach does for those who may not know? Sure. So um, I am a language arts coordinator, and I have two other coordinators I work with, Kristen Russell Literacy Mm -hmm. Initiatives and Liliana Martinez Spanish Language Arts. And then we work with the 30 elementary literacy coaches at the 27 campuses, and they are partners with teachers to help them with the curriculum and planning and alignment. They'll model lessons. They can help have data conversations. They help support if a student is struggling Mm -hmm. or if a student is advanced and needing additional support. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then also they're connected to the district because we meet and communicate and build, work on curriculum projects and other types of initiatives so that we have alignment across the district, but then each campus has support for literacy. So a lot of support for our teachers as well. (laughs) And so from COVID, um, you know, there are some trends that we're seeing. What are, what are some of the things we're seeing in CCISD in terms of what we're talking about today in terms of reading and literacy? So there's, you know, you mean like with learning? Yeah. With, yeah. So we had a presenter come to second through mm-hmm. fifth grade with, to teach the teachers more. We had an opportunity to learn from her. And one thing she said really stuck with me about the students and the opportunities that we may have lost with COVID, mm-hmm. just even outside of school right? and inside of school with the collaboration. And she talked about, is it the experiences that they've missed out on? Because if it's experiences, then they need experience, experience, experience. Mm-hmm. They don't need us to slow down. Mm-hmm. They need us to speed up because um, they maybe students haven't had certain opportunities. And then if it's a lack of ability, then it's time to slow down and really break down those steps and um, take the time to help the students go across to the next skill. But I've seen that a lot across the district, just the experiences. Like we can flood them with reading and read aloud and writing and collaborative opportunities. The kids are excelling. Oh, yeah. They love it. I mean, that's where they thrive, I think. Yes. I agree. That's awesome. And so what are some tips uh, so to, for parents to help support what they're doing in the classroom and what, we're, what you're talking about today? What are some tips for parents at home um, to support those initiatives? I mean, parents are just such important partners mm-hmm. for uh, the children and their journey. One thing that we have in Clear Creek ISD is the standards-based grading. So this, instead of having coming home with A's, B's, C's, mm-hmm. the students have their learning progressions. And what the benefit of that for the partnership between the parents and students is that the learning progressions have all of the skills listed. Mm-hmm. And so we can help our students focus on goal setting of what's the next skill you need to learn to be successful. And instead of 
an average of a grade. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like looking at those skills and helping encourage your child with the goal setting, or I'll say, what goal are you working on? Instead of what did you do at school today? Right, that's smart. Mm -hmm. To have something. And then my biggest thing talking to other parents is just reading and talking with your children. Mm -hmm. So I think if you could try this, like take your – Observe yourself for a day and all the times you use literacy. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're organizing your day, writing out the structure of your day. Maybe you're reading an email, responding to an email, mm-hmm. having a phone call, looking up a recipe, reading the directions, mm-hmm. um, driving, you know, just using your directions to drive, looking at signs. I think that modeling all the thinking that we're doing when we're in those literacy moments is so important for students and children just to hear, oh, this obstacle maybe came up. And so right. this is what I'm thinking. I think that's probably not as natural if you're not a teacher right? to kind of <laughs> break down that. your day. But, um, you know, having them join you on cooking, right? Um, making time to read something together. And then another thing, if your child has a high interest in one area or any area, you know, follow that thread of interest and mm-hmm. look it up, you know, mm-hmm. find something for them mm-hmm. on that topic. And that usually leads to more questions, more thinking, more um, reading, more reading. <laughs> exactly. So awesome. Yeah. And Susie, uh, you know, talking about resources uh, available for our parents and students, um, what are some resources CCISD provides uh, to help support what they're learning in the classroom? So all of our campus librarians work hand in hand with our literacy coaches and our teachers to make sure that we have great resources in print format in all of our libraries. But then we also have lots of online opportunities, Mm -hmm. too, for students to be able to engage in. So I'm going to hop over to the CCISD website and just remind people um, how you get into the portal. In case you've forgotten, you can go to the manage bookmarks here. Or you can go over here to the login and click in the login and and click on the single sign-on. I'm going to uh, skip that step because I already practiced beforehand and logged (laughs) in. So I'm actually logged in now. And of course, I'm going to see more things than your your child will see this. But you're going to have your library resources folder here. And in your library resources resource folder, there's lots of great material that uh, can support students in their research when it's time to do research and also lots of opportunities for them to do some online reading, um, which can then lead into our Beanstack, which is our newest program. But I just want to take a few minutes to uh, to look over Capstone Connect eBooks. If you went into the library resources folder and you go down just a tad, and you may not have to go as far as me, but on the Capstone Connect, I'm going to click here. And what will pop up is this page here. And this is a about 4,000 ebooks that students can use to support their reading. There's lots of great titles in here, both informational text, nonfiction, and fiction, a lot based on different genres that you can study. I am going to pick the 10 Little Kittens, and when I pick on these uh, books, they are all unlimited access, which means 10 kids could all read the book at the same time. I'm going to play the book, and I'm not going to do the sound right now. Oh, wow, that didn't work like it was supposed to. I'm going to try that one more time. Try one more time there. I'm going to play the book. 
Okay, there we go. So sometimes technology gives us a little glitch there. We just have to try again. You should not get a login when you go through the portal. So that's something that you would uh, just try again. You can either read the book all at once if you choose to read the book all at one time. What it will do is it will start auto-playing, and it will also have audio. And as you go through the book, it'll turn the pages by itself for you, and it'll read the book to you. That's one way of being able to read the book. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to say, no, I want to read it by myself. So I'm going to click on it. I'm going to play my book. And I'm going to read the book page by page. And so I can go over here to my arrow and I can click through the book and I can read at my own pace. If I do want to turn the audio on, I can do that. And I can also turn the autoplay on there. But I can also just read through the book all by myself and uh, go through the whole book. And then when I'm done, I can go back and pick another book. So those are all of our capstone ebooks. And there is several other ebook platforms in the portal that... Um, students have access to depending upon grade level. This is just one of them that has some great resources for you. But and they what, all automatically log in through, if they're logged in through the single sign-on, they automatically have access yes, to this. Yes, so they would want to go through the single sign-on and then they can have access. What I'm very excited to show everyone today is Beanstack. So we've had lots of great conversations about we always want kids to be excited about reading and to naturally want to pick up a book and read. Mm -hmm. But this is another component where it gives some badges and some fun stuff that can also encourage that love of reading. So we have in Beanstack, which is, again, another um, look through the portal. If I was here in the portal, I would see the Beanstack here and students would log in through Beanstack through the portal. And then when I'm logged in, I would get to this page, which um, describes all of the students' challenges that are available. So this is brand new to us, um, probably not even a month old. And mm -hmm. so the librarians and the teachers at, at campuses are learning how to use this and showing students how to use it. So for some of you, um, you may be seeing this before your student does, before your <laughs> child does. So that's exciting. You're going to know something that they don't know yet, and they'll be excited. So um, we are going to provide challenges throughout the year mm -hmm. that students can choose to participate in or not participate in. It's up to um, each campus how they want to run challenges. And then we're going to have a few district-wide challenges like the Read Around Houston Challenge, which we're going to have for this spring break time period. Mm -hmm. It's actually through the whole month of March. So these are some other challenges available, but we're going to click on the Read Around Houston one. And once we get in there, it's going to tell us a brief overview of what the challenge is. So the challenge is during the month of March, log 450 minutes to complete this challenge. Now, we are not going to get really stuck on it has to be 450 right. minutes because we really just want kids reading and we don't want to look at this as a, oh, we didn't reach 450. We only did 380. That is totally fine. Right. Every minute is a great opportunity to have reading. So this is the challenge, but what you will see here is you can earn badges. So as students are reading every 30 minutes or it starts with 45 minutes and goes 90 all the way up every period of time that they are reading they have the opportunity to earn a badge and these are all badges that were created for landmarks or places around Houston um, that are familiar to our area so these are our logging badges 
We also have activity badges, which we're going to go over in just a second, but I'm going to show you how to do your log reading. So when you go up here to your log reading, there's a couple different ways you can log. So you can say, okay, everybody, we're all going to read for 20 minutes and you can go and you can start a reading timer and you can let it run for 20 minutes, which we're not going to do that today. Right. You can certainly do that and you can start your reading and then it will keep track of the minutes that you're doing. We're going to go back and let's say, okay, we read all together yesterday. We're going to go back in and we're going to log our minutes. So we're going to click here on our minutes and we read yesterday and we read the name of that book which was the 10 Little Piggies, if I remember. I may have to go back and look at my screen. 10 Little Kittens, okay. So we're gonna go 10 Little Kittens. And then we may have to put the author in. Oh, there it is, it popped us for us. Now what is really neat is if you have a device that has a camera, which mine has a camera, I could put a book right in front of that camera and take the oh, ISBN cool. in the back yeah. and scan the ISBN and it'll pop up automatically. But I'm going to pick this one because this is the book that we had here. And I'm going to say that I read for 90 minutes. Um, we didn't, but that's okay. We're <laughs> going to say we did because we did yesterday. And then we're not going to do review and we're going to log this. So it's going to tell us that we did an hour and then it's going to say, oh, look at that. We unlocked a badge. So every every um, time you want to log in and then your minutes will count up towards getting a badge. It's just another way of keeping kids excited about the time that they're spending reading. And they could also even read about what that next badge is about, you know, across mm -hmm. Houston. And mm -hmm. so to encourage, you know, learning about something new, um, or especially around our city. So I love that. Absolutely. And then the second type of badges, in addition to the logging badges, is the activity badges. So you could go here to one of the four and you could go to Space Center and it's an activity that we um, have put out there. And again, everybody around Houston that has Beanstack is doing the same challenge. So they're all reading about these same type of things. So we're going to go to Space Center and it's going to tell us go to the official Space Center Houston website and select one of the trivia puzzles and pop culture. So I could click on this link here, do the activity, and when I'm done, I just clicked here. And then we can say, share one thing you've learned. Oh, I didn't type anything in yet. I, you have to type first. You have to type your answer here. So I'm gonna just practice for right now, but I would type in my answer here of share one thing you learned from your selected article. So after going to the website, I could put here what I learned here and I'm gonna click here and then I have unlocked my badge. So the activities are designed to be um, something that everyone can participate in, mm -hmm. something that you can learn about different places to go around the Houston area, very simple to use mm -hmm. and a lot of fun. And I think the zoo one, you, it brings up one of the webcams, correct? It does. So if we go back here to the badges and we go back to the activity badges there and we go to the Houston Zoo one, my activities there is I can check out the different animals and then I can also go to the zoo webcams and I could click on here and look at the zoo webcams that are available for that day at the Houston Zoo. Lots of fun stuff mm -hmm. there at the zoo for sure. And maybe if, if over spring break you and your family do mm -hmm. actually physically mm -hmm. go to one of these places, you can also come back and log one thing you learned. Maybe when you were touring one of the exhibits or going to the rodeo um, with your family, but you don't necessarily have to go in person. So we thought that was a really fun way to engage um, our uh, younger elementary learners over spring break. 
Correct. Absolutely. And we're going to, we'll do this same type of setup for um, the summer activities, and then we'll do it again at our holiday break. So this is something that we see evolving and growing over Mm -hmm. time, just giving students more activities to participate in that are fun and expand their learning from what they're doing, not only in the classroom, but their own student interests of what they're interested in learning about. Right. And I think it helps that the librarians are also reinforcing this resource as well because it is only for elementary correct it is for elementary yes yep and so they're using it in at school and then they can come home and once they get the hang of it and also use it with their with the parents or use it on their own Um, and is it available for ipads whatever you're logged in on yes it's available on all formats Awesome. And if you're listening to this episode um, as an audio episode, we're going to link the video um, of this taking up, taking you through each of the sites uh, that Ms. Farrell just took us through um, so you can watch and get and familiarize yourself uh, for spring break. And we're also going to be posting some more information about the challenge um, on our social media sites and our website at ccisd.net. Um, so for more information, uh, there is a new web page um, that is launching today. It's called ccisd.net slash literacy. And it's a really great... I want to give it a plug because it's a great roadmap, if you will, to reading and all the things that we're doing in our schools and supports such as Beanstack and um, Ready Rosie and uh, links to documents, links to worksheets, links to everything that we're developing um, with that both of you guys are involved in. So it's ccic.net slash literacy. Um, it is a great, it has instructional videos. Um, y'all kind of break down the elements of the, what you were talking about, the phonological fun, fun, awareness. That thing. <laughs> and, um, and just a really helpful web page uh, for our students and parents. And so is there anywhere else they can go to find more information if they need it? Um, maybe if on campus they have questions. They can go to their teacher and mm-hmm. librarian. Yes. Um, anything you think we missed that you want, you want to touch on? No, just no. grab a great book and read over the break. Absolutely. Yes. Nothing better. Get some experiences in. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you both for being here. Uh, that's it for this episode of Car Rider Line. This video will be available for playback um, on our website and social media and published as a new audio episode. As I mentioned earlier, uh, just search for Car Rider Line wherever you subscribe to podcasts and it'll pop up for you to subscribe, subscribe to the, it so you get notified whenever we publish a new episode. Um, so until next time. Uh, We hope you have a happy spring break and we'll see you next time.